Welcome to 4,000 Weeks, brought to you by 4kweeks.com. This is the audio version of our weekly newsletter, and if you'd like to subscribe to the actual newsletter and get all the discounts and extra links associated with it, you can do that at 4kweeks.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can send it to spencer at 4kweeks.com. All the cool kids spell Spencer with a C. Week 49 of 2023 has arrived. The stores are stuffed full of plastic stuff and candy that nobody actually needs, and the gutters are full of wet, sopping leaves, salt, and melting snow. There's a lot that needs to be done at this time of year, but you can just close your eyes, lean in, and smell the magic if you choose to. It's time to walk over to your 4K Weeks poster and fill in another square. Are you done? And away we go. The feedback I get on this email and hopefully in the future of this podcast, since it's fairly new, is amazing. Every single week, a few people email me and tell me that this is one of the few newsletters that they actually read. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, and I promise, promise, promise to try to keep bringing the value. And here we go with the dad joke of the week. What is blue and not very heavy? We'll get to the punchline at the end. The next section is Remarkable Weeks. So this week, week 49 in 1867, Charles Dickens has his first public reading in the United States. Did you know that as a child, Charles Dickens' family, every single one of them except for him, was imprisoned for his father's debts? Charles, at 12 years old, instead of being sent to prison, was put to work in a blacking factory where he worked to pay off his father's debts. He was 2,912.43 weeks old, 55 years. Week 49 of 1911, Willis Carrier releases his rational psychochrometric formulae, which makes air conditioning possible. It's a weird thing to think about when it's cold outside, but thank goodness for Willis Carrier. He was 1,827 weeks old or about 35 years. Week 49 of 1955, Rosa Parks sits down on a bus on her ride home from work. She was 2,234.29 weeks old, or about 42 years. Next section, this week's quote. So this week's quote was actually said by me a few years ago, and the quote goes like this. Garden sheds tend toward disorder. The energy that it takes to maintain things is something that I think about a lot. The number of things that I'm responsible for maintaining in one way or another seems to keep growing as I get older. And I'm also witnessing my parents' age and having to deal with their declining ability to keep maintaining as many things as they used to be able to. I said this quote when standing in front of our shed at home with a good friend of mine. He was borrowing a leaf blower, and the year before, he had stood in front of the same shed, probably borrowing the same leaf blower, and it had been fresh from a spring cleaning. And so this time, he was a bit surprised how cluttered, dusty, and messy it was after a really kind of hard and neglectful winter. But here's the thing. Sheds tend toward disorder. It's what they do. They get messier. Don't feel bad when your shed is a bit messy. Either you are putting a little bit of energy into the tidiness of your shed each time you get a shovel out and then put it back, or you're waiting to put a whole weekend's worth of energy into it in the spring. Either way, if you want to push your shed towards order, you have to put energy into it. This section isn't actually about sheds. It's about everything. Every single thing is falling apart and every single thing needs you to put energy into it if you want it to stay together. It's the truth. 
Okay, let's move on to what I'm consuming this week. There's a lot of things in this list, but that's okay. Let's get through them. The first book I've been reading is Epic Content Marketing. It's edition two by Joe Pulizzi, I believe is how you say his last name. I bought this book a while ago and I've been rereading it as I try to get organized with my writing. There's tons and tons of tactical, good tactical advice on how to operate a business in the modern kind of attention economy. Um, It's not light reading. It's not fun reading. It is brass tacks business reading. And so if you are running a business, Uh, it is a spectacular way to go about thinking about content that you're creating. The Tim Ferriss show, uh, episode number six, nine, four with Sam Corcos. This is a re-listen. I'm hiring an executive assistant and I have never, ever been a good delegator. I'm more of a doer of things, not so much of a shower of you or how to do or things, but you know, we all need to be growing. And this podcast has a lot of good nuggets on tactics about how to manage, how to delegate, but also Corco seems to be infused with a philosophy of trying new ways to do things, which is nice to hear. Probably one of the biggest takeaways from this video is how much he uses Loom. And Loom, if you don't know it, is the screen recording software that's a, it's an extension for your web browser. And it has been a game changer. It is so much faster to just record a video on how you do a workflow and send it to a person who needs to know how to do that. It's, it, it's a super huge game changer. Couple that with the AI transcript and headlines and titles of it. Spectacular. Okay, go with me on this next one. These are two podcasts that you need to listen to back to back. So the first one is The Gray Area with Sean Illing. It's The Case Against Free Will. It is a fairly recent podcast if you are listening to this around week 49 of 2023. Robert Sapolsky is in that podcast and he is talking about how the, the fact that free will is an illusion. And the second podcast that I want you to listen to afterwards is Inner Cosmos number 35. That's with um, David Eagleman. And the title of that podcast is What Sticks in Your Brain and What Doesn't. I, and here's the thing. The first one is about free will and how it doesn't really exist. The second one is about how you can change your mind with intentional effort and how you can kind of make things salient to your memory so that they get encoded in your brain, or you can also not do that. And I don't know how to hold the two truths of both of these podcasts in my mind. Like Sapolsky is way smarter than me and he makes an incredible case that your decisions right now are basically just the sum total of all of the positives and negatives that have happened to you since you were in the womb. Everything has led to this moment. And of course you were going to make that choice because X, Y, and Z happened to you for good or for ill. And so he makes an ironclad argument that it's like, well, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that free will does not exist, but certainly the reason you are where you are today is all the stuff that's happened to you. And so then the inner cosmos episode is about how you can change, like literally rewire your brain and with intentional effort, you can change the way it is structured. And I don't know how to hold those two truths in my head at one time. It starts to get pretty, pretty deep and pretty sticky and pretty mucky and also pretty like, eh, okay. Yeah, whatever by the end of it. But I just thought it was really interesting to couple those two together. Uh, Last week, I also listened to the Ezra Klein show. Uh, The first episode is This Is Your Brain on Deep Reading. It's pretty magnificent. The guest, I forgot her name. She's delightful. And it's just a super interesting conversation on the attention experiment that we are currently running on humanity, right? There's a lot more um, scanning, a lot less deep reading. And it's just an interesting 
thing that it is doing to our brains and it's not likely to change. So you might as well wrap your brain around it. The other Ezra Klein show podcast I listened to this week was titled a lot has happened in AI. Let's catch up. Like, look, regardless of how you feel about it, you should probably be following the increasing pace of development in AI. And this episode is a pretty good primer on what's going on new. In the email, there's uh, probably five or six little nuggets from Instagram. Most of those are fairly inspirational. A couple of them are funny. But if you want to listen to those or if you want to watch those, you'll have to just subscribe to the actual newsletter. And you can do that at 4kweeks.com. You can always email me at spencer at 4kweeks.com if you have any questions. And so then the last section of this week is what I'm thinking about this week. And I took two nuggets from my mastermind group this morning that really kind of stuck out to me. We have been meeting almost every Friday for 10 years. The conversations are super good and I attribute much of any success that I have had to the guidance of my fellow masterminders. There are five of us aging in range from 46 all the way up to 66. And so the conversations used to be totally focused on business and personal growth. But as we've aged, so we've been doing this about 10 years, so I am currently the age of the middle guys when we started this, which has been a super interesting transition to watch in all of us. But the conversations have kind of moved towards the philosophical and away from the, um, you know, the, the kind of the brass tacks, uh, hustle things we used to talk about. But the first nugget was from one of the guys and he is a criminal defense attorney. He's an artist. He's a punk rocker. It's hard to describe that because he comes in wearing a three piece suit all the time, but he's a punk rocker. Um, and he's just an overall badass. He actually painted a painting for me five years ago that is still in one of my top five gifts of all time. And you can see that, uh, uh, you can see a picture of that painting on our Instagram feed. It's a memento mori. The painting is a memento mori and it's amazing. We were discussing free will. So that gray area podcast with Robert Sapolsky and its intersection with personal agency. So of course the inner cosmos episode with Brian Eagleman, David Eagleman, Brian Eagleman. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's David. And a lot of the first podcast has to do with how our culture deals with punishment and shame in the criminal justice system at this current moment. And we basically totally ignore the fact that a whole bunch of stuff happened to you for good or for ill, right? So 70% or some, some crazy high percentage of people who are on death row have a history of severe uh, head injury. That has to have an impact. I mean, that's statistically anomalous, right? So we were debating how to handle recidivism and the sticky wicket of, of, you know, like, yeah, we know you did this horrible thing mostly because your life, you know, people have been crapping all over you starting before the day you were born, but we can't really have you running around hurting people. That's a sticky, it's a hard thing to balance um, fault and safety. And so that's when he dropped this little truth nugget. And I think he hears this a lot in the courtroom, but I had never heard it before. And that was relapse is part of recovery. And it just struck me that that is such an open and loving sentence. And for all of you out there thanking your lucky stars for the brain chemistry and circumstances that haven't led you to addiction, let me just stop you right there because we are all recovering. Are you trying to be a better husband? Relapse is part of recovery. Are you trying to get out of debt? Relapse is part of recovery. Are you trying to get more organized? Relapse is part of recovery. Are you trying to kick a 30-year alcohol or drug habit? Relapse is part of recovery. In everything that you want to improve, on every single personal hill that you are climbing, you will likely eventually backslide. 
I mean, hopefully you don't tumble all the way down the hill. Hopefully you slide to a stop somewhere and immediately refocus on the summit that inspired you to change in the first place. It's just important to note that we are all struggling to be better. And just because our culture hasn't marked the way you are struggling to be better as an unforgivable sin doesn't mean it's not the same thing as that other guy. And I think when you can map a bit of universality to this human journey that we are all on, it makes it a little bit easier to have some grace and be slower to condemn someone who was sliding down their own hill. It's hard not to condemn somebody when, as they are sliding down their own hill, they are taking out innocent bystanders, but it still is important to try to have a holistic understanding of the situation. So that's the first nugget that I took from Mastermind. The second one, I'll try to keep brief because I know we're running long here. The second nugget from today was from a guy who owns a business. Um, I think his superpower is seeing things from a different perspective always. I'm like, oh, dang, I hadn't thought about it that way. And also, just to give you some context, if my wife and I check out accidentally early of this life, he will be the person who is guardian of my kids. And so we were talking, the five of us, and he mentioned that 68 years ago today, Rosa Parks was arrested for sitting down on a bus. And we all were like, whoa, that's not that long ago. And then I remembered that Ruby Bridges, who is the elementary school kid who had to be led into a school in Arkansas with the National Guard, while people who looked just like a lot of people I know were screaming profanities and racist tirades at her. She's only 69 years old. And then he just kind of like off the cuff, almost halfway to himself was like, everyone should have to trace back to their last ancestor who felt the weight of the boot of injustice and just use that to inform how privileged they actually are. And again, I just stopped and I felt like that was so magical. I mean, if your grandparents have been married longer than someone else's people have been able to sit on a bus, then I think we can all agree that the stain hasn't fully washed out yet, right? It just really puts a focus on how quickly or how recently all that stuff happened. I mean, you know, let's just take, for example, home ownership. You know, most of people's net worth is tied up in the value of their home. And so certainly 68 years ago when Rosa Parks was getting arrested for not giving up her seat to a white woman, she wasn't able to own a home or get a mortgage on a home in any neighborhood that she wanted. And so certainly she wasn't able to transfer that generational wealth from generation to generation. And I just think it's like when you start digging into it, it's like yesterday. And so I just think it's important to remember, I mean, because I, if you think about me, uh, I have, my ancestor came over, um, from Europe I think it's my great, 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 my great, great, great grandfather came over on a boat from Europe and was adopted because he was under 18 and couldn't get into the, um, couldn't get into the country. And so I guess maybe you could argue that there, maybe there was some immigrant, uh, injustice back then, but I don't think so. Cause he was a white dude. And so it's just, it's been a long time of goodness. And I think you need, we need to respect that, uh, Modern history isn't that long ago. Um, okay, well, it seems like we're focused on injustice today, but that th- th- this is also another wild statistic. The third thing that, that was mentioned at Mastermind today, and this is insane to me, and I actually Googled it because I didn't believe that it was true. Women have only been able 
to get a bank account without having a man's signature for 49 years. The Equal Credit Act, Equal Credit Opportunity Act, I'm not sure what the title of the act was, was signed into law in like 1974 or 1975. And prior to that, there were lots of banks around the country that would not let a woman open a bank account without a man's signature. So that's what I'll leave you with today. I think that that is just insane. So if you've liked the, uh, the newsletter, this is the audio version. You can always subscribe to the email. You can do that at 4kweeks.com. Most of the things that we send out in this, uh, or most of the things that are in this audio version are also in the email newsletter, but occasionally we'll put discounts in there or free giveaways, contests and stuff. So you should sign up for the newsletter. It would be awesome. And we would love to have you. I promise, promise, promise to bring the value. Okay. I owe you the punchline to the dad joke. So what is blue and not very heavy? Light blue. Grown. Thanks for being here. It's really awesome to have you along on this journey of self-improvement, self-discovery, trying to figure out the world that we live in and the body that we walk through it in. I really appreciate it. And we will see you next week.